What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Instant Reaction Podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera, and, well, it happened again. It happened again, and I can say that for many reasons today. I could say that because the 49ers quarterback play was abysmal. I could say that because Kyle Shanahan keeps doing dumb things. I could say that because... We're right back in the situation we were a few weeks ago before the Rams game. 49ers lose 23-15 to to the Washington football team. Congratulations, Alex Smith. I'm happy at least you got a win, although he was knocked out of the game. And Dwayne Haskins had to come in. Fortunately, it doesn't appear to be anything serious for Smith. I think it's a calf thing, so that's good. But, I mean, there is so much to talk about in this game. It's, it's infuriating to me. It's infuriating to me that Kyle Shanahan, for being one of the brightest head coaches I've ever seen, continues to be an absolute moron, moron, when it comes to fourth down. Like, he can't do it. It just doesn't compute with him. I don't understand it. It, It's mind-boggling. It defies description how wrong he continues to get these things. You know, we all make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes in their job. That's inevitable. I make tons of mistakes. You should see the crap I have to delete out of this thing before I edit it and posted it. Mostly it's a lot of swears, but nonetheless, everybody screws up at work. But when you keep screwing up the exact same thing again and again and again, that's a problem. Like, that's a big problem. That is just something about the modern National Football League that Kyle Shanahan just doesn't get. Like, it's not even that hard to understand why you should go for it on fourth and short. I mean, especially when it's hurt you multiple times. You've been victimized by it. You've been on the other end. You know what it's like, and you still don't do it? What is the problem? There is a lot to get to in this game, and we're going to break it all down because it doesn't just come down to one play, but I'm starting with the one play because, as you can tell, it's pissing me off. I just, despite all the crap that went on in this game, Despite all the hideous, horrible play from Nick Mullins and the hideous play from this offense, despite all of that and the great play, great play, which I'm going to get to a little later from the defense, this team had the ball fourth and one on their 41-yard line with all three timeouts and 4.04 left in the game, and they were down by eight points. And what did Kyle Shanahan do? Again, he punted. He trotted out Mitch Wisnowski so that he could punt. And to Mitch's credit and the special team's credit, he punted it, and they actually downed the ball at the one-yard line. So this is the perfect, this is perfect to illustrate how stupid this is, right? Because the thinking is you punt it there, you pin them deep, then you get the ball back in good field position, right? That's that's the thinking. Because you can't risk going for it on fourth and one. You can't do that. Because God forbid you don't get it. Then what would you do? You're, you're shitting your pants because you're worried you might not get it. Because it's fourth and one. So you have to punt in that situation. Right, Kyle? That's what you got to do. So the 49ers punt. The defense is backing them up. Then on third down... Washington runs a little pass to the flat, and they are, the 49ers are depending on Dre Greenlaw, who makes a great tackle about an inch short of the first down marker. And he was so close, Washington challenged the spot. Thank God 
they didn't get it, right? Because then it would have been a complete disaster. So then the 49ers stop them. Washington punts, and the 49ers get the ball back. But, oh, yeah, in the meantime, San Francisco used two timeouts. For some reason, I have no idea why, because there was plenty of time left. You would have had the ball back, you know, around or close to the two-minute warning, and you would have had all three timeouts. I have no idea what Kyle Shannon is thinking with that. None. So, Washington punts. The 49ers get the ball back at their own 48-yard line with two minutes and 40 seconds left in the game and one timeout. So, just to clarify... Just to clear this up for everybody, in the perfect situation where you pin them on the one-yard line and they don't get a first down, which is exactly what you're supposed to do, here's what the 49ers did in that scenario. You spent two timeouts and a minute and 24 seconds of game time to gain seven yards of field position. That's what you got. You had the ball at the 41-yard line. You got it back at the 48-yard line. Seven yards cost you a minute and 24 seconds and two timeouts. That was what you had to do because you were so terrified, so terrified that you were not going to get one yard with an offensive genius for a head coach. 49ers get the ball back. They try to drive down the field. They actually get a nice completion to Kendrick Bourne the one time he actually caught the damn ball. But of course, Mike McGlinchey had to hold because he can't actually block anyone. So that got called back and that was the end of that drive. 49ers turned it over on downs. Kyle Shanahan needs to be asked after this game. He needs to be asked point blank, why do you keep doing this? Why didn't you go for it, Kyle? You're an offensive genius. You can't get one yard? And spare me the whole what if they don't get it. Okay, let's break that down. Okay, what if they don't get it? Your plan is to stop Washington without them getting a first down anyway, right? That's the plan. Even if you punt it, you have to do that. So why can't you do that if you don't get the first down? Because then Washington would punt it and you'd have to go the whole length of the field? Okay, that's the absolute worst case scenario. And by the way, you'd still have two timeouts and around two minutes left in the game. That's the worst case scenario. No one ever thinks, well, what if you get it and hell, you keep going and then you only have half a field to go. And by the way, all three timeouts and a lot more time left. No one ever looks at that side of it, right? We can't ever assume you might actually get it in the most offensive-friendly era of football in the history of the damn game. Nope, have to punt it there because, I don't know, because why? Because that's what you always do? Stop coaching not to get criticized because it was the conventional thing and coaches don't get criticized when they do the conventional thing. Well, guess what? Here I am again. When you have backup quarterbacks and backup players all over the field. You have to go for it. You have to be aggressive. That's not when you clench up and pucker up and get scared. Warren Buffett said, when everybody's cautious, be aggressive. When everybody's aggressive, be cautious. Kyle's not doing it. I I, I don't get it. I, I will never understand that. That's costing this team chances to win football games. If you were Washington, I say it every time this happens. If you were Washington and it was fourth and one in that situation, what would you want the 49ers to do? Would you want the 49ers to go for it or would you want them to punt it? They would want you to punt it. So why are you doing the thing that the opponent would want you to do? I don't get this. I'm so tired of this. It's not hard. It's really not hard. 
And the 49ers got victimized by it all last season and many times this season also. Last season, the Ravens did it to them multiple times and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl did it to them multiple times. You think you got to stop, right? The defense is like, oh, okay, good, we got to stop. And then the offense comes trotting back out in fourth down and it's like, oh, man, I can't believe it. We got to stop these guys again. Like, what? Is there no one else on the 49ers sideline that says, Kyle, nut up and go for it? No one else can say that to him? He's big, powerful Kyle Shanahan? Like, where the hell is John Lynch or Jed York or somebody, somebody has got to say, Kyle, what are you doing? You're screwing this up. And I asked Matt Barrows on Friday if there's anyone in the organization that can tell Kyle Shanahan that he's being stupid about something. And he basically said, no. He said John Lynch can sometimes say it because they have a good relationship, but John Lynch works for Kyle Shanahan. So he don't give a crap what John thinks because at the end of the day, Kyle's the king. It's got to stop. Like, he's got to stop. The margin of victory, the margin for error in these games is so small, even when everybody's healthy. It's a bounce of the ball. It's one decision either way. He's got to stop doing this. Like, somebody's got to tell him. I, Kyle, please, I will tell you. I will get this podcast to you. I will give it to Chris Sims, and he will get it to you, even if it's just a 30-second part. Like, he really hasn't figured this out, and how has he not been asked about it? Where's Mayoko? Matt Barrows? Jennifer Lee Chan? I love you. Please ask Kyle Shanahan about this. Please. There's just no excuse for it. With all the crap that went on in this game, and then you go and do something stupid like that. At least in the Dumb and Dumber scene, Lloyd... Totally redeems himself, right? At least in the eyes of Harry. He trades the van and gets the scooter. Like, he redeems himself. I'm still waiting for you, Kyle. I'm still waiting for you to trade in the sheepdog van to get the scooter and figure out how to do fourth and short. (sighs) Okay. That's my rant about the fourth and one play. Unfortunately, I now have to go on another rant. I'm sorry. I don't mean to, I'm going to try not to, but I have a feeling that this is about to devolve just into me screaming into nothing. Last week, Nick Mullins played like trash. He cost the 49ers touchdowns. He was throwing the ball inaccurately, freaking out when pressure was coming, turning the ball over. He was terrible last week, but for some reason, the narrative from a lot of people, a lot of smart people, Akash, Kyle Posey, are the two that jump into my mind right now. Even Levin said it also. Yes, he's smart. I will never say that while he's on the pod, but he is. And the line from them that I heard was, you can't be mad at Nick Mullins because he's a backup quarterback. And you can't expect him to be perfect on all his throws because he's a backup quarterback. After this bag of a game, I just have one question. Can I be mad at Nick Mullins now? Like, can I be mad at him now? Is it okay? Am I allowed after Nick Mullins costs this team the game? Is it okay for me to acknowledge that Nick Mullins is crap as a quarterback and has no business, no business being on an NFL roster? Can I, is it allowed now, guys? Can we say it now, please? What can you expect? He's a backup quarterback. You know what I expect? I expect him to protect the damn ball when the pocket collapses and not cough it out of there and let Chase Young pick it up and run for a 47-yard touchdown. That's what I expect out of my starting quarterback, whether he was the starter when the year began or not. 
That's what I expect out of a professional quarterback. And that's what we're not getting from Nick Mullins, okay? I expect him to perform up to the level of a professional quarterback in the best football league on the planet. And he ain't doing it. And it ain't even close. I expect him to make NFL plays. I expect when Brandon Ayuk is running wide open in the middle of the field that you could hit the guy, okay? Not throw it 50 yards over his head. That's what I expect when your wide receiver has an 80-inch wingspan that you can throw it somewhere in his zip code so that he could at least get a finger on the ball. Are those expectations too high? Am I shooting for the moon there, guys? And spare me with the Nick Mullins is smart talk. Spare me with he's the smartest quarterback on the team, which is what Kyle told the broadcasters last week, the Monday Night Crew. Spare me with how well he knows the offense, okay? It doesn't matter if he can't throw it into the same planet as wide open wide receivers, okay? If he can't play the position from the neck down, it doesn't matter how well he knows the position from the neck up. That's just simple facts. This offense was 4 of 15 on third down. He was 25 of 45 for 260 of the most empty yards you have ever seen in your entire life. Because nobody, nobody rules garbage time like Nick freaking Mullins. And if I have to see that stupid graphic one more time with the most yards in his first four starts or 13 starts or whatever the hell just cherry-picked the window was that has Mahomes, Luck, and Nick Mullins, I'm going to break my television into a million pieces, okay? Because it doesn't matter. The dude can't get it done when it matters. And here's the thing. Not only can he not get it done when it matters, because if that was just the thing, that might have been okay. That might have been enough for the 49ers to get a win. If he could just have failed to help his team get it done. They might have been able to eke this one out because the defense was so good, which I know I said I'm going to get to, and I will. But it's not just that he can't get it done. It's that he actively gets it done for the other team. He's helping them. He's helping them. Two turnovers today that directly resulted in defensive touchdowns for Washington. The fumble, like I said, and then when the 49ers are actually trying to get a little momentum going on offense and they have a 10-play, 68-yard drive going, what happens? Pressure, because the offensive line can't block. Nick Mullins his pants, rolls out, and tries to hit Kyle Juszczyk in the flat, which, by the way, would have been like a one-yard gain anyway. And what happens? Juszczyk breaks upfield, the defender holds his ground, and as soon as Mullins releases his wounded duck wobbler of a pass, he catches it and runs all the way back for a touchdown, and that was the game. Nick Mullins is terrible, and I'm going to be mad at him, and I don't care what anybody says. Washington scored 23 points today. You know how many offensive touchdowns they had? Zero. Want to know why? Because the defense was awesome today. Awesome. No touchdowns allowed. They stopped Washington on 12 of their 15 third downs. Washington had 15 third downs. The 49ers said, hell no, get off the field on 12 of them. San Francisco gave up 193 total yards the whole game. That's it. 95 passing yards the whole game. 3.1 yards per play. 2.8 yards per pass. How's that even possible? And oh, by the way, Fred Warner got hurt in this game. Because, you know, 2020. So they didn't even have him. 
The defense was awesome today. You can't be any better. And the 49ers still lost because Nick Mullins is absolute trash. And apparently we can't be mad at him because he's a backup quarterback. As if once your backup comes in, you should have no standards whatsoever. What a ridiculous. I should have called him out last week. Shame on me. What a ridiculous stance. All right, I, I, th- I think I need a minute here. I got to calm down. Let me get a drink of water. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll get into some of the post-game comments, which I'm sure, I'm sure those are going to just keep me in a totally calm mood. Totally calm and, and cool and collected. So we'll take a look at those when we come back. Welcome back to the Instant Reaction Podcast. A little calmer, a little cooler, a little more collected. I'm going to keep it together this half of the pod, I promise. Let's try and be rational. We're all adults here. I will keep it together. Let's look at some of the post-game quotes and see what we see. Kyle Shanahan said he thought about benching Mullins after the pick six, but wanted to give Beathard time to warm up. And then Mullins led a scoring. Are you serious? Are you serious? He should have been warmed up well before then. What was he doing on the sideline the whole game? He needed time to warm up. Were you not watching, Kyle? He should have been warming up at halftime, for God's sakes. He needed time to warm up, and then he scored, so he kept him in. How can you be so smart and so dumb at the exact same time? I don't understand it. Well, calm me lasted about 10 seconds. Thanks, Kyle. Javon Kinlaw, if the defense is frustrated with the offense, no frustration, things happen. It's football. Just have to roll with the punch. Oh, that is bogus, man. I'm sorry, Javon. That is bogus because I don't care who you are. If you're breaking your back trying to get the job done and you're crushing it and your company is failing or your team is losing because other people in the group aren't pulling their weight, you're going to get pissed after a while. That's just human nature. Nick Mullins on limiting turnovers. Quote, at some point, it has to be done to give this team a chance to win. No sh**, Nick. And guess what? It's not going to be done by you. Clearly, that guy is not you. He needs to make routine plays and that he didn't put the team in a position to win. Do you ever put the team in a position to win? Have you ever done that? Mullins on the Washington defensive line. They're a good team. I feel like if we would have protected the football, we would have... What is this we? Not we, man. You! If you would have protected the football better, we, you're the quarterback. You fumbled the ball that let Chase Young go 47 yards for a touchdown. You threw a pick six when you were in the other team's red zone. That was you, dude. That wasn't nobody else. I didn't see Raheem Mostert throwing picks. Brandon Ayuk wasn't fumbling the ball away. We. I'm so tired of that. Channeling the blame and the attention away from the individual to put it on the collective. Because I guess you can't be mad at everybody or something. I don't know. Like, when is anybody on this team going to step up and take responsibility? I didn't play good enough. I didn't protect the ball. I screwed up the coaching decision on fourth and one. When has anybody this year said it's my fault? That's what I want to see. Because I'm not getting that this year from the 49ers. I don't know why they think it's okay to do that. At some point, you got to stop being nice. (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to say this. It's like the real world. You got to stop being nice and start being real, okay? Somebody else has got to point it out. Somebody else has got to get in Nick Mullen's face and say, hey, man, you killed us today. That's not good enough. Or last week with Contavious Street and that stupid roughing the passer penalty against the Bills. Hey, moron, that can't happen. You cost us. Be better. Where is that? 
The head coach should be able to do that. If none of the players are going to step up and do it, Kyle has to. I'm sorry. I don't mean to just constantly yell at you. Like, I really don't. That's not my goal when I start recording these things. But I see this stuff, and it just drives me nuts. And I said it. I said it weeks ago, right after he was signed, basically. I said it to Levin, and I said it to Jason Aponte when we did a joint podcast. The 49ers should start Josh Johnson. Like, what is the point of continually rolling out Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard this year? Like, what is the point? And is Josh Johnson going to be good? Probably not. He will probably not be good. I fully admit that. But I know that Nick Mullins can't do it. I know that C.J. Beathard is a tackling dummy out there, okay? I don't know if Josh Johnson is going to be bad. He probably is. I think he's going to be bad. But I don't know, and I would rather go with a 1% chance that Josh Johnson can at least make this team fun to watch than a 0% chance of Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard doing that. Like, that's just basic math to me. If I told you you could win a billion dollars and you either have a 0% chance of winning or a 1% chance of winning, which one would you take? And maybe that's the silver lining of this whole thing. Just this loss after loss. Maybe that's the silver lining because maybe... This game finally crystallizes to Kyle Shanahan that he doesn't just need a new starting quarterback next year. He needs a complete overhaul of the quarterback room next year. If the 2021 49ers roster comes out and says Garoppolo, Mullins, or Beathard on it, then it's coaching and general managing malpractice from the 49ers. That's it. That's all that is. There's no way... Any one of those guys should be back on the team next year. And I don't care that Jimmy wasn't healthy. He's shown what he is. No, he's too expensive, and his ceiling is not high enough to justify him being on this team next year. And Mullins justifies getting cut every week. They should cut Mick Mullins right now. Don't even let him fly. Well, he doesn't have to fly because they're home in Arizona. Don't even let him back on the bus or wherever the hell he's got to get on to get back to the hotel. Like, take the key, put his stuff out in the lobby of the hotel. That's it. No thanks, Nick. We're good. Hopefully that's what we see, that Kyle finally gets it. I st- I think he's starting to come around to the mobile quarterback after some of the quotes we saw last week about how his thinking has changed on that. I think he was admitting that he's now open to a mobile guy. But hopefully this has changed his thinking if it wasn't there already, that all three of these guys got to go. And the fact that it's so bad is an indictment of him, and it's an, a little bit of an indictment on John Lynch, although, like I always say, Kyle's the ones that making those decisions. So it's really mostly on him. What I put on Lynch is the fact that he's got to step up a little bit and really drill into Kyle and fight him on some of this stuff. And maybe he is, I don't know. I don't think he is, though. Because you really don't want to fight the guy that got you the job and essentially got you the job extension. Because, make no mistake, John Lynch is not getting an extension unless Kyle Shanahan wanted him to have an extension. There's a reason they did Kyle's deal before John's. So hopefully that happens. And I guess that would be the best thing for the 49ers. Figure it out with the starting quarterbacks. Who who are you going to get? There's a million guys to get. There's a million guys. You could draft a guy, for one. There's a million rounds in the draft, okay? You could draft a guy in any one of those rounds. And if Robert Sala leaves, which it looks like he's going to, then you're going to get an extra third-round pick. So there's a draft pick you didn't even have. That essentially would cost you nothing to take a quarterback with that pick. In case you're wondering, 
I know many of you are. I know nine and eight is. With this loss, the best the 49ers can be now is eight and eight. That's the absolute best if they win out. Right now, the 49ers have the 12th pick in the draft. They're a game ahead of the Cowboys who have the fifth pick. And guess who the 49ers play next week? The Dallas Cowboys. So plenty could change in the final three weeks of the season. And there's six other teams with four wins right now. And there are four teams with five wins. But the 49ers are hovering now in an area where if you're a Zach Wilson guy or a Trey Lance guy, you can definitely get him. So there's that route that's going to be available to you. You might have to spend a little resources, but you're going to be able to get a guy if you want him. You could trade for Matt Stafford if he gets traded, especially if Salah gets that job and maybe he says, I want to start fresh or whatever. He's going to be available. Matt Ryan might be available if you wanted him. Again, these things cost resources. Obviously, I know that. But there are guys to go out and get. That's my point. It's not like you have to just sign some scrub off the street. Like, that's not how it works. Hell, you could have Colin Kaepernick and make him a backup right now. It probably cost you league minimum, million bucks. You're telling me he's not better than Nick Mullins? Give me a break. Like, my point is, again, I'm not trying to make this about Kaepernick. The point is, there are quarterbacks out there. You don't have to live in fear that you're suddenly not going to be able to get one. So that is where we are right now. Five and eight. Hope for the playoffs. Gone. Looking at the draft standings. But for the rest of this year, here's what I want to see. First and foremost, I want to see Brandon Ayuk return every single punt. Every one. I don't need to see Richie James back there. Trent Taylor's been a healthy scratch for the past two weeks, so hopefully that whole ridiculous experiment is over. Brandon Ayuk should be returning every single punt. He's one of the most talented players you have. He's a good punt returner. And you have to start putting the ball in your hands of your best players. And by the way, Brandon Ayuk is clearly one of the best players for the 49ers. He was excellent again today. 10 catches, 119 yards on 16 targets. He was awesome. So that's number one. Number two, as I've said all show, I don't want to see Brandon Ayuk or C.J. Beathard play another snap for the 49ers unless anyone else that can throw is dead. Number three, Richie James needs to start opposite Brandon Ayuk because it doesn't look like Debo Samuel is going to play again this year. He got hurt in the first play of the game. It was a hamstring injury, which we know wasn't right from after the Bills game. They kept him out of the first practice, and they go, oh, it's just precautionary. Baloney. Clearly he wasn't right. First play of the game, runs for nine yards, hamstring, done. Kyle Shanahan said after the game, quote, it doesn't look good. No reason to play Debo Samuel the rest of the season. Shut him down. It'd be, it's stupid to play him for the final three games. For what? So that his hamstring could be even worse and it could potentially be an issue next year? No, no, no. Nope, nope, nope. Shut him down. Let him rest it all the way through all this crap that we're going to go through this whole stupid offseason. Rest it. No Ayuk the rest of the way. Any young player that you want to look at, get him in there. Colton McKivitz has been getting run. Great. Charlie Warner, the tight end, he's been getting a little more run. Start him. I have seen enough Ross Dwelly, by the way. How many holding penalties can that guy get in a single year? He's good for like one a week. Unbelievable. Had one today that cost the team in a big spot. Drive killer, Ross Dwelly. Never should see the field again. Maybe he could go join Grant Cohen's podcast. Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't care what you do with Jimmy. You can play him because I don't want him back next year. So if you want to throw him in there, that's totally fine with me. 
George Kittle should never see the field the rest of 2020. Nope, 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 nope. Same thing as Debo. No way. What are you bringing him back for? What are you doing? He's already banged up enough as it is. He's already playing with a torn labrum, which, by the way, no one even talks about. He's playing with a torn labrum. He just refuses to get surgery because he doesn't want to miss time. But it's, it ain't getting better. That's the guy you want to throw back in there for three meaningless games? No, thank you. So that's it. That's what I want to see from the team. Defensively, I have no idea. I mean, like I said, there's so much uncertainty, it almost doesn't matter what you do the rest of the way. If Javon Kinlaw isn't even remotely nicked up at all, I wouldn't play him either because the last three games of this season are now completely meaningless, utterly and completely meaningless. I will still watch the team. I will still root for them. I still want them to win, but I don't want to risk anybody's health for the rest of this stupid, meaningless season. So that's how I'm feeling tonight. Obviously, there's a lot of frustration. I wasn't frustrated with the defense. Like I said, they were awesome. Robert Sala continues to get it done. They couldn't have been any better tonight. Couldn't have been any better. Jimmy Ward almost had an interception right at the end of the game that would have set the 49ers up at about the 25-yard line, needing eight points. The ball just hit the ground, but it was a tip. It was a weird deflection. I can't criticize him at all. It would have been a spectacular play if he had made it, and he came within inches of almost doing it. Everybody on defense, great freaking job. Brandon Ayuk, great job. Everybody else, pound sand. So that's where we are. Please tell me where you are. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. You can always hit me up at Stats on Fire on Twitter, or you can hit up the entire network if you want to get everybody else involved to gang up on me for something stupid that you think I said. That's at NN Podcasts for the whole network. Everybody will see it. And trust me, I'm sure they want to pile on me. But that's it. Now, I wish I had better news, but this is where we are. I have to step away now because the more I talk, the higher my blood pressure goes. So I'm going to step away. I think I might have an adult beverage, try and calm down a little bit, listen to some Christmas music or some other holiday music. I suggest you do if you don't celebrate Christmas. Throw on something else that calms you down. Take some deep breaths and just let this season scab over. That's my suggestion to you. Accept where we are. Let it scab over. The rest of the season, you will not feel the pain and the daggers of these last three losses. You can, you can just chalk this season up as a loss. It was a crazy freaking year with a ridiculous amount of injuries. I don't think any Super Bowl loser has had to put up with a season like this in the history of the game. Chalk it up to a weird year. Take the draft pick, which would be pretty good like we talked about. Maybe you get your new quarterback because of it. And we'll see you in 2021. That's what your perspective has to be as a fan. you got to let this one callous over, as Jim Harbaugh used to say. Otherwise, you're just going to be in for a lot more pain the rest of the year. And I think I speak for everybody when I say, we've all had enough pain in 2020. Don't worry. We'll be with you here every step of the way. We're still going to do podcasts every single day of the week for you. Tell you what to watch for. Good signs for 2021. We'll tell you what we're hearing around the league. Rumors and different things. Still plenty of reason for you to listen. I don't want you to turn away from us. Just want you to understand where the team is this year, okay? If you like what you hear, or you like that plan, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Niners Nation Podcast Network. You get the, all the instant reaction shows. You get all our shows every weekday. We got some things in the works, some different ideas of what we're going to do down the stretch here and heading into the offseason. You might hear some different voices on the network. Just throwing that out there. I can't say anything yet. 
but there's some cool stuff we got going on behind the scenes that I want you to be on the lookout for. So keep an eye on that as well, okay? We'll talk to you this week. Try to enjoy the rest of your day.